Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training. Most of us didn't start out this year thinking that we'd be working from a computer for most of our day. Even people with office jobs found themselves sitting for longer periods of time once stay-at-home orders were in place throughout the U.S. and much of the world. Even with many businesses getting back to in-person work, the repercussions of all of the sitting during quarantine are still being felt by people around the world. In this episode, physical therapist Dr. Garrett Foland joins me to talk about the five most common issues people are coming to see us with after quarantine and how you can use movement to resolve those issues. We're here with Dr. Garrett Folland. Today we're going to be talking about the top five issues that we're seeing uh, in people's posture or things are coming into his physical therapy practice or seeing me as a personal trainer with things that are popping up in their bodies as a result of sitting still over the shutdown because people have had to be working from home or doing school from home. They're experiencing headaches from tight traps or tight neck muscles, tight hips, low back pain, knee pain, and just general fatigue or tiredness. So we're going to go through those five that we came up with here. So first of all, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me on the show. Yep. So uh, Dr. Folland is here at Kinetics Physical Therapy and Performance in Mount Holly, North Carolina. Uh, You all shut down around the same time as Maryland did, so back in March. So between your practice here and the practice you were at before, uh, were you seeing these kinds of things before obviously you were are you seeing them more now uh, absolutely now that people are starting to come back into the clinic these sorts of things have definitely popped up and even just questions on the phone um, yeah definitely seeing more of this sort of thing okay so uh, first one here tight traps or tight muscles up in the in the neck front of the neck back of the neck basically everything from the shoulders up they're super tight uh, and a lot of times can cause headaches First of all, what do you think is our is the main issue? What is people want to, always want to know? Well, how is is a tight neck muscle giving me headaches? Can you explain a little bit about how that works? Certainly. So your head weighs fifteen to twenty pounds, and most people during quarantine, looking down at their laptops or at their phone, have a forward head posture. So you can imagine that weight is kind of pulling on those muscles, and we're asking a lot of that muscle group. So. The suboccipital muscles, which is a group of muscles that kind of connect the base of the skull to the spine, uh, they are really important players with the headaches. And when they get overworked, they can irritate some nervous system structures, and they cause that ram horn headache that kind of goes from the base of the skull up towards the uh, the temple. Okay. So. So what is your go-to exercise? First of all, just for relieving that. I know that probably people need to be making some changes in their posture um, that you can talk more about. Just, But just what's your go-to if somebody has a headache from that? The most simple one I can give is the chin tuck. So I, like, when I was in physical therapy school looking down at my laptop, um, I started getting some of these headaches. So on the way home, I would do chin tucks. So to do that, you just pull your chin back towards your spine, almost like you're going to give yourself a double chin and hold that for a few seconds and then repeat. Okay. Super simple, gentle, you're not gonna irritate anything and it can be pretty effective. So, so that alone could help reduce some of those headaches or relieve some of the pain of it maybe? 
it's going to be a good first step. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, it might be might take a multimodal approach. Yeah. But, uh, but so, what do you think is more important? Because people always want the exercise. They always want to know what's the fix for it. The exercise is going to be helpful. What do you think is more important than when it comes to their posture? What do they need to be doing more often then? Uh, m- moving. Okay. I always I always use the term movement variability. So uh, I I don't spend a whole lot of time talking about posture. I spend a lot more time talking about moving from one posture to the next. Got it. Um, yeah. So because we'll po- posture that. is fluid. Absolutely. It's not yeah. you're not ever in one yeah. position all the time. You try to set up in a perfect posture uh, and tell me how long you stay there because you're yeah. gonna get busy with work and two minutes later you're, you're gonna, gonna be slouched right over into it. Again. Yeah. yeah. Well, even if if you because I know some people who who someone told them, well, my sh- your shoulders are rounded forward, pull your shoulders back. Well, then they end up squeezing their shoulder blades so tight they develop some upper <laughs> back musculature issues because they're yeah. trying to, to yeah. hold, you know, quote-unquote good posture. So I think, yeah, what was it you said? Posture is what? Or movement is... Movement variability. Movement variability. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like that. I hadn't turned that, heard that phrase before. But the best yeah. posture is your next posture. There you go. You oh can man, use that's that one solid. Too. Jeez, <laughs> you should trademark those before I start using them too much. Um, so that's that's one way you can help reduce those uh, those headaches. What about the way people work though? What, what do you think we need to change? Maybe with the way that because people have to sit and work. Of course. So what do they need to do workstation wise? Yeah. Do? So a couple easy things. Look at the height of your desk in relation to your chair. Uh, so anything you have to reach, keyboard, mouse, phone, it, you should be able to get it to it easily without shrugging up the shoulders. If you're shrugging to type on your keyboard, yeah, you're going to overwork the traps and they're going to get sore and achy. Um, the other thing is screen height. So if you're sitting up nice and tall, you should have your screen, the middle of your screen at eye level so that you're not looking up and poking the chin out or looking down um, and again, getting that forward head posture. Got it. All right, so moving down, let's go down to tight hips. So this one is, I'm seeing more in people who are a little bit more active, they're working out, but if they have been sitting more because of the shutdown, they're experiencing you know, tight hips, maybe tight hip flexors, maybe tight outer hips, inner thighs, whatever it is, when they're getting into their squats, their lunges, their deadlifts, they're feeling tighter than they used to. Um, and a lot of that, like you said, is because they're getting stuck in one position for too long. So um, what's your favorite kind of go-to warm-up that somebody who has been sitting all day, how can they kind of quickly or effectively get their hips feeling good before they start doing their stuff in the gym? So I normally have them walk down the turf that we have here and focus on getting them in all three planes of motion. So a simple walking lunge is great to uh, get the, the hip forward and backwards and then you can go straight into a, a, a side lunge and hit the lateral plane and then uh, like a like a windmill type uh, exercise to get the rotation of the hip as well okay so super simple pretty quick and a lot of times it does kind of just uh, almost grease up that joint and make it feel better pretty quickly okay yeah it gets you ready right into yep. your squatting your deadlifting uh, what about low back pain? That kind of sometimes can go hand in hand with the tight hips, but um, I'm sure, I mean, 80% of people experience low back pain at some point in their life. It's probably one of the things that you see probably oh, most yeah, often. Is that most often is, is back pain or top two? Well, <laughs> in, in this setting, it's probably more shoulder or knee, but gotcha. uh, certainly where I was before, it back pain back all day pain. long. Okay, yeah. so people are working in positions that are causing them back pain, probably because they're, they're sitting or standing in one position for too long uh, with, you know, 
not necessarily poor posture, but maybe posture for too long in one spot. Yeah. So what what is your favorite go-to uh, exercise to, for kind of um, relieving low back pain? Uh, I like just sliding forward in your chair if you're at work and, and, and just rotating. Okay. So thinking about rotating your shoulders over top of your hips and getting the muscles loose. A lot of times... Uh, I mean, there's a thousand different causes of back pain. We yeah. could do multiple podcasts yeah. just on that. <laughs> but uh, the back is a very sensitive area, and people are very sensitive when they feel sensations in their low back. Okay. Uh, and it can be kind of scary when you have low back pain. So just like anything else, the muscles in your low back like to move. We are very dynamic we're a dynamic species. We yeah. like to move, and we end up sitting. And the muscles in the back get stiff, and probably more so than any other muscle group. It it brought to our attention. Okay. Um, so I think the same principles apply. Really, just move more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the rotation seems to be one um, plane that we don't use a lot for the lumbar spine, and it, it again it really quickly seems to loosen up the yeah. muscles and relieve some of that. Uh, muscle tension achiness i think there's like this this like kinesophobia that comes along with low back pain because once somebody's had it they're so guarded against it that as soon as they start experiencing it it's like they lock down into this i'm not going to move my spine because i don't want to hurt it and then you have people who i'm sure you have people who are afraid to deadlift afraid to squat because they're afraid of hurting their back again when those are the exercises you're actually prescribing like i'm looking over you have a trap bar you've got a squat rack like kinetics looks like a performance gym because yeah. it's part of what it is so when you come when you're working with people how do you kind of help them get over that fear of i'm gonna hurt my back but but you're showing them things that are gonna help it's, fix it it's a lot of education okay uh, we are kind of ingrained to think that our spines are fragile and they are easy to injure which is just not true uh, <laughs> the whole human body yeah. is difficult to break <laughs> um, I, I truly believe that we have a lot of back issues in this country due to obesity okay. and a lot of us are just deconditioned and detrained on, on natural primitive motions um, for example the deadlift deadlift yeah. always gets a bad reputation for being bad for your back well yeah if you're using poor form or adding weight too quickly yeah. but it is it is a very functional movement that most people should be using on a daily basis if you're ever going to pick anything up off the ground ever in it's your a deadlift life, you need, yeah you need it, to yeah exactly so today i had a 70 year old patient uh back pain and he did his first deadlift and he felt great right uh, he, yeah. every single person i've ever worked with who has back pain once they learn how to properly hip hinge um, and that's, I think that's, that's what one of the things you are really doing well is, is that you are approaching physical therapy from this, the, the movement is, is the fix. It's not, you know, you, I'm not just going to throw an exercise at you or a therapy modality. It's I'm going to teach you how to move and be a better mover in your Absolutely. daily life, and that's going to fix that's it. What it. That's what it's all about. You know, we, as, as my profession, we like to call ourselves the movement experts, um, but not to put any, down any other therapies, oh, yeah, but yeah. a lot of us don't know how to teach um, these basic motions like squats and deadlifts, and we, we got to bring it back to the basics because, like I said, this is something that we do every single day, and we should be able to do it well and yeah. without fear of throwing out your back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, so the other thing here with, uh, with low back pain, um, we talked about exercises, postural changes. You mentioned um, obesity, so we're talking about lifestyle changes that could that could help you, you know, not have back pain. What is the the mechanism behind obesity and back pain? Most I don't say I don't want to say most people, but um, a lot of people when they 
do become obese, the weight is anterior, right? right? In the front of their yeah, body. Yeah. So imagine what that's doing to that lordotic curve of the lumbar spine. Yeah. It's it's accentuating it. It's yeah. pulling it more forward. And it just the mechanics aren't ideal in that scenario. So, so similar to what you're talking before about the head forward posture that the muscles are being strained because the head's falling forward with the pelvis tilting forward now those muscles on the low back so those are the ones that are being taxed exactly. because of that weight out in the front of the body. In, in, in about 10 or 15 years I look to see all these Instagram influencers that with the booty pop? With the yeah, booty pop. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to come see me too. Oh, yeah, there you go. You might, you're actually going to have some pretty good job security as long as TikTok is around. Of course, it might be banned before long. Oh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Parents, listen up. Your kid's sports season may have been canceled, but that does not mean they need to stop improving their game. Whether it's Zoom sessions or personalized programs through our app, Straight Shot coaches are standing by ready to help your young athlete actually take advantage of this time off the field or the court. We provide movement coaching, accountability, and progressive programming to help teams of all fitness levels take their game to the next level and come back next season miles ahead of their competition. If you're interested in working with a straight shot trainer, please shoot me a message, johnny at straightshottraining.com. That's J-O-N-N-Y at straightshottraining.com. Or you can message me on Instagram or Facebook using the handle at straightshottraining. Now let's get back into that interview with Dr. Garrett Poland. All right, so uh, let's go on to knee pain. Um, that's another one that, that's super, super common, and this one is both in people who are sedentary and people who are active. So uh, when it comes to the knee, uh, where if, if someone's experiencing just general knee pain, I, mean, I know there's a million different places you can have pain in your knee, but kind of where, where do you like to start? Do you like to start at the, the feet, at the hip? What do you typically look I at? I will say, um, in my experience, knee pain, if, as long as it's nothing like a ligamentous damage or yeah. a meniscus tear, uh, one of the most common things I see is anterior knee pain or like patellofemoral pain. Yep, so and just, that, just below the kneecap pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or behind the kneecap okay. in a lot of cases. And I always look, I say going up and downstream. Yes. Uh, so something more often than not is occurring at the hips or the feet. Um, I typically start with the hips. Okay. Um, I, I always do a, a screen of the, the lumbar spine and the hips. And hey, then, there's our train. Yeah. <laughs> We move we to the back coming. corner yeah, to get away from here. the train. Yeah. All right, so, you, so you, you start with the hips, and what are you looking for there whenever you're trying to make a change? So I normally, this is during their functional exam, I look to see if there's any sort of um, knee collapse. Okay. Um, so the knee's kind of diving in towards each other. Uh, that, that's probably the most common cause here, uh, or just generalized tightness of the hip that are kind of limiting what we can achieve at the knee. Okay. And then what, what about down the feet? I mean, typically when you see that knee come in, you're going to see the arches collapse. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. You, you see kind of that um, arch collapse, roll for or roll in, and then the, the tibia and the knee follows. And or feet, duck, duck walking, feet turned yep. out. Okay. Yep. Which you guys have this beautiful turf here, so I'm sure you do some cool walking drills Absolutely. and stuff with people. Yeah. 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 Um, so then when it comes to knee pain, uh, what... What kind of things do you think that people need to change with the way that they're moving to help reduce knee pain? <laughs> that, that's, it's kind of tricky because yeah. it, it really depends exactly what is what causing the issue is. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, since we kind of just talked about patellofemoral pain, we'll stick with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say 
being, I'm going to bring it right back to the hips too. Yeah. Um, being able to hinge the hips. Okay. So often I see people with that anterior knee pain and everything they do is so knee dominant. Squatty. And, Squatty, you know, and yes. a lot of it is that I've seen too is those people also have low back pain. So they're afraid to hip hinge because they think hip hinging is what's going to cause their back pain. So if they go to pick something up off the floor, they keep this upright torso and squat down, yeah. but they load the knees so much. So um, strengthening up the glutes, hip hinge movements. Yeah, uh, it's, it's huge. You know, okay. if, if you can achieve a good hip hinge and strengthen those hip muscles, you're going to take a ton of stress away from the knees. Got it. Yep. That's, guys, that's kind of what I was getting yeah. into was just in general, hip hinging uh, and then correct your foot posture when yep. you're walking yep. so you're not you're not a duck you know toes yeah. forward and i'm not saying orthotics i'm yes no no this is that's what I want. you want to make sure people know if they're coming here you're not going to yes you, know, you can you can strengthen the arch and prevent it from collapsing you without know, I used, orthotics i don't have much of an arch but i used to have no arch and i was so frustrated with getting knee pain that for an entire summer i only ran on grass barefoot and i only did barefoot exercises and my arches hurt so bad when I first started because I'd never used those muscles before. And now I don't have a huge arch, but I have a functional arch. Yeah, you and can control it. Yes. And that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you have flat feet or high arches. As long as you can control what you have, that's all that matters. That's, so, that's important for people to hear yeah. too because I think a lot of people when they say, well, I have knee pain because I have flat feet. It's not true. Yeah. You have knee pain because you haven't learned to control what arch you have or yeah. build up and, your arch. And we're so quick to throw people in super supportive shoes or prescribe orthotics. And again, you know, for some people, absolutely that's necessary. Yeah. But if we're not starting with with some sort of corrective exercise, then we're missing a, a huge opportunity. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like you said, just going barefoot. Yeah. I, you know, I always encourage people when you're at home, if you're comfortable with it, go barefoot. Kick off the shoes. You'd be surprised how many people wear shoes all the time. I, that's one of the first things I ask people when they, when they if they have knee pain or something, I ask them, you, are you barefoot around your house? Um, not just in socks too, because I, I know some people, when, they're, uh, when they get – their socks off and they actually their their foot skin can feel the ground underneath them they can actually squeeze their toes better than they could oh absolutely in, in you socks. want to have a wild experience get yourself an acupressure mat and stand on it what, what i have no clue what it is, what is it, it? it rolls out like a yoga mat but it has these little oh, spikes on got it. it okay and again i mean our feet are very much like our hands there's tons of neurons yeah it, it likes to touch things right yeah. but we always shove them in, in shoes socks and, and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly so this is like overstimulation for the feet oh geez. Um, and it, again it can actually improve the function of the feet too because you're getting so much nerve activity there so you just kind of waking waking your sleeping <laughs> feet yeah up. so try it first thing in the morning and it, it can replace your cup of coffee yeah <laughs> awesome all right so let's let's finish up with one that this is is more and again i mean we keep coming back and i'm so glad we keep coming back to it being movement based um but tiredness and general fatigue i know so many people who during the lockdown they're just constantly tired even though they're working from home they're they're not waking up refreshed they feel sleepy all day uh they're not being productive so what when it comes to tiredness and fatigue what do you think is one of the causes behind that that's come up from the shutdown and everyone being home. Yeah. So many people have come in here just because gyms have been shut down and, um, you know, that leads to so many weaknesses. Yeah. And then uh, I've also heard just a lot of people complain that they are more fatigued. And again, our, our slogan here is energy from motion. Okay. <laughs> so uh, firm believers that like if you get out and exercise, you're going to have more energy. So, you know, before you start your work day, if you have a, a, a lunch break that's adequate, adequately long enough to get out and walk, do it. 
Um, when you get home, again, if you work a desk job, don't come home and sit. <laughs> Stand yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Take the dog for a walk. Go play in the yard. Um, just try to get whatever activity you can in when when time permits or make time for it. Yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. Is just people make time for what they really want to do. And if you really want to do it, you'll make you'll make time for it. But I think getting people to understand that they will feel better once they start moving because initially when people look at their day and they think, "Well, I already don't have energy, so I can't work out. I'm just too tired." I mean, I'm sure you, you've done yeah, some workouts yeah. where you started out tired and you felt better afterwards. Absolutely. But a lot of people don't experience that at first. And it does, it does have, it can't be a weak thing. You might not see the results in your first week of exercise. You might be really tired <laughs> the yeah. first week. But Sore. over yeah. time, if it becomes part of your day and your body starts, like, do you work out at the same time most days? Uh, no, not, not nowadays. No? Did you ever? Last year, yeah, it was 5 a.m. every day. Okay. Yeah. So did you feel like at that time your body was kind of ready to go for exercise? I don't know if anybody at 5 a.m. Well, that sounds horrible. Here's the thing. Yeah. It, oh, it was a chore. I, <laughs> trust me, I hate getting up that early, but I had to do it because that was the only time of the day that I could. But if I skipped it for some reason, my day didn't didn't go off. Okay. Yeah. So so you you became part of your. Day. I saw the benefit of it immediately. By six o'clock, I was I was good to go. I had my breakfast. Went yeah. to work. Had a successful day. I have, I have a lot of clients who tell me that they that they hate that half hour of actual exercise with me, but they're thankful for me the rest of the day Absolutely. because yeah. they, they feel better. So I'm, I'm glad I get to be the worst part of somebody's day <laughs> that's gonna make their day that much better after that. <laughs> it doesn't take much. Yeah. Um, like I said, even just a quick walk. And so, really... so, even, so if somebody had you know 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at lunch, 10 minutes at night, that 30 total minutes of cumulative exercise would help combat some of that fatigue yeah absolutely okay. I mean depending on what their their exercise level yeah. was going in yes if you're an ultra marathoner it's probably not, probably not. Do much no, no. but for the average for yeah. the average yeah. person yep yeah awesome so cool so I think we, we covered our five here we covered the uh, the tight neck muscles tight hips low back pain the knee pain the tiredness fatigue and the short answer for all of that is people need to move more and we've been moving so much less during the the shutdown if we can figure out ways um, if you're not going back to gym if your gym's not open or if you're still staying home um, you've just got to move more. Absolutely. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening today. Please share this episode with someone you know who's experiencing any of those issues that we discussed in the episode. You can follow Dr. Foland and the crew at his practice, Kinetics, using the handle at KineticsPTP, that's K-I-N-E-T-I-X-P-T-P, on Instagram, or Kinetics Physiotherapy and Performance on Facebook. You can follow Straight Shot using the handle at Straight Shot Training on Instagram and Straight Shot Training on Facebook. On that Facebook page, you can see all of the services that we offer both virtually and in person while we finish getting our new website up. Thanks again and have a great week, everybody.